Hey, buddy, what you doing? Is it Christmas yet? No, sorry, not yet. I can't wait for Christmas. Yeah, I can't wait for Christmas either. In fact, let's celebrate now. <laughs> Welcome to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. <laughs> it's January 25th, 2019, and that means there's 11 months until Christmas. Today on the show, we'll learn of Bafana, the Italian Christmas witch. We'll also get a good cry on with the five saddest Christmas songs, get some encouraging news about Christmas movies, and find a way to sneak a little Christmas into your next meal, and it's not even a recipe. Speaking of eating, we're kicking off a new year-long feature, The Road to the Christmas Bowl. So let's start the show! Welcome to the first show of 2019. I hope your Christmas was full of magic. Mine certainly was. I got some great presents, including the microphone that I am talking on right now, which was a gift from my wonderful mother. That's right. The Christmas podcast is going to start sounding better thanks to Tim's mommy. Thank you, mommy. But more about my Christmas later, although I will say that I finally took my outside Christmas lights down this week. The tree's been down for a couple weeks. Yep, my house looks all dull again, so last Christmas is officially over. Time to start thinking about next Christmas. With that in mind, it's time for our first segment, We Need a Little Christmas Now. We need a Most stores have put away all their Christmas stuff by now. If you haven't gotten some deep discounts on lights or decorations, it's probably not going to happen for you this year. Sorry. But one thing that I've noticed is that grocery stores seem to have an area in the back where they leave a bunch of discounted items. It's just this lost, forgotten, dark corner that nobody ever goes down. Near as I can tell, they just leave the stuff there until it sells. So I've been checking these islands of misfit grocery items out, and I made a discovery that will help me all year. Christmas-themed paper plates. I don't really think about these during Christmas because we usually get out the nice plates for our Christmas guests, and this year we even use special Christmas china from my mother-in-law. But Christmas paper plates seem like a great idea to put a little Christmas spirit into an ordinary meal. Like, sure, I'm just eating meatloaf in March, but I'm eating it off a plate with a picture of a Christmas tree. Added bonus, after I'm done, I don't have to wash the dishes. So that's kind of a little Christmas present to myself. And that's my hot tip for today. And now, let's move on to our countdown segment, Five Golden Things. Five Golden Things. So, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I had a pretty great Christmas. Being with my family is always a joy. This year, we were at church, and there was this great choir singing throughout the Mass. And for some reason, the song Little Drummer Boy struck a chord with me, and I started tearing up during the Mass. I know, it's weird. I've heard that song a million times before, but something about that song on that day, at that time, it struck a chord with me on an emotional level. And it made me think, although Christmas is a season of joy, there are people who get sad around the holidays. And when people see a sad person, their urge is to try and cheer them up. Especially me as a comedian, that's often my first thought. But sometimes, you just need to be sad for a minute. So I'm going to count down the five saddest Christmas songs to help you work through any of those feels, as you kids say. So let's start it off with... Number five. Silent Night by Sarah McLaughlin. Silent night, holy night, silent 
isn't technically a sad song in that the words aren't sad. I mean, we've talked about this song by itself on the show before. But when you bring Sarah McLachlan into a ballad, you're going to get sadness. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I've seen too many of those SPCA commercials with the sad dogs to the tune of Angel. Or maybe it's the incredibly underrated When Somebody Loved Me song from Toy Story 2. But for me, Sarah McLachlan singing a ballad is a shortcut to sadness. Number four. Please come home for Christmas, B.B. King. Bells will be ringing The glad, glad news Oh, what a Christmas to have the blues My baby's gone I have no friends To wish me greetings Once again Now, there are several versions of this song, but I went with the B.B. King version because if you want to feel the blues, who better to turn to than the late, great B.B. King? It seems like most of the sad songs of Christmas are like this one and seem to revolve around romance or lack thereof. But this one even takes it a step further with the line, I've got no friends. Not only has he got no romance, he's got no friends. Someone help this guy out on Christmas. Sheesh. That's rough. Number three. Where are you, Christmas? Faith Hill. Where are you, Christmas? Why can't I find why have you gone away? This is a favorite of mine to play when I'm taking down or have just taken down the Christmas decorations. I know it's actually about someone who can't find their own Christmas spirit, but I always think about it as everyone else has moved on from Christmas, but I'm not ready to yet. Where are you, Christmas? Why can't I find you? Number two. Christmas time is here. Instrumental from A Charlie Brown Christmas. another one I don't know that is supposed to be sad. I mean, when we hear it first in A Charlie Brown Christmas, it's when we see Charlie Brown and he's sad that he didn't get any Christmas cards in the mail. And then the next time we hear it, it's what's playing when he tells psychologist Lucy that he's depressed. So you could argue that it is supposed to be at least somewhat of a melancholy song. But what added it to the sad Christmas songs for me was a few Christmases back, it was the last night with the decorations up. The family had gone to bed and I was just alone in the living room with only the Christmas tree lights on, listening to Christmas music, and this track came on. And it hit the right emotional note for me. I was able to enjoy the song, but at the same time, I wallowed in the dread of the fact that I was going to have to take all this stuff down soon. Honorable mentions. Last Christmas, wham. another in the sad Christmas songs that falls into the romance genre, and it's made all the sadder by the recent passing of George Michael on Christmas Day. And then we've got Blue Christmas by Elvis Presley. Yet 
another failed Christmas romance song. Why are so many people breaking up before Christmas? I don't know, but I do know this. This song was originally number five on my list. In fact, everything else above this was one number higher until I found a new number one sad Christmas song while researching this. But before we get to that, I have a dishonorable mention. Christmas Shoes by New Song. Nope, we're not playing it. Turn it off. If you haven't heard it, congratulations. You are living your best life. But it's about a kid trying to buy new shoes for his dying mother on Christmas Eve. This song is awful. I discovered it back when I was working at a radio station that played the Delilah show. This song came on and I was like, what is this? Nobody wants to sing about dying moms on Christmas. Get out of here with this. This song is banned from my house forever. I mean, yes, there's a place for sad songs, but this one is too sad. It is spitefully sad. No new song. Nope. Now let's get back on track with... Number one. Christmas Carol by Skip Ewing. She said my name is Christmas Carol. I was born on I don't know who my daddy is And mommy is gone away All I want for Christmas is someone to take me home Does anybody want a Christmas carol? So I found this when I was googling sad Christmas songs and it became my number one. It's about an orphan girl asking for a family for Christmas. So many feels. Now you may be wondering why I like this song but hate Christmas shoes. I mean, there is a similar theme going on like this orphan has a dead mother and that may be true, but at least this song has a happy ending. Spoiler alert, she gets adopted at the end of the song. But in Christmas Shoes, that poor kid's mom is still dying. No thank you. I at least require a modicum of hope to go with my sadness, if you please. This song, Christmas Carol, gives you sadness and catharsis. And that's what you need when you're working through your sadness. And that's my list. Did I leave any of your favorite sad Christmas songs out? Share them with us in the comments at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. Uh-oh, I see on the Christmas computer that there's a late-breaking bulletin. That means it's time for All I Want for Christmas is News. Baby, all I want for Christmas is news. Yeah. Give me that news, baby. This story comes from Innersplendor.com, the internet's Christmas news leader. According to their article, people who watch Christmas movies throughout the year are smarter and happier. Now, of course, we all want to believe this. I love watching Christmas movies anytime, and I know our friends at Tiz the Podcast would love to hear this. But I clicked on the article, and I didn't see any scientific evidence or even any links to any studies that would bear this out. What I did see was a lot of animated GIFs and bold claims. For instance, they say that watching Christmas movies boost dopamine production in your body and you naturally feel better. And it says it helps you bond with your loved ones. But my favorite is it stimulates your brain. They justify this by saying watching an old Christmas movie is like remembering pieces to a song. You know it, you love it, and you keep trying to predict what a character is going to say. Which scene will come next, and whenever you get it right, you feel like a king-queen of all Christmas movies. No kidding. You've watched so many, and you'll keep watching them. That's pretty much your thing. You watch them all. Not only does watching the same movies stimulate your brain, but it also improves your memory. Yeah. You know how doing a thing over and over again stimulates your brain? I feel like the logic there is specious at best, but I put the link in the show notes for you to decide. And now a word from one of the other fine podcasts in the Christmas Podcast Network. Do you love fun? 
Do you love movies? Do you love TV shows? Do you love informative entertainment? But most of all, do, do you, you love, love Christmas? Christmas? Then look no further, because we've got you covered. It's a 90s Christmas podcast. is all about the most joyful and triumphant holiday in all its media. But only as far as the 90s are concerned. That's right. Our show not only is about the cheeriest time of the year, but also the cheesiest decade in world history. If that isn't an ideal combination, I don't know what is. Every week we will cover a movie, two sitcom episodes, and a Christmas special, as long as it came out between 1990 and 2002. You can find us on iTunes, Podomatic.com, Stitcher.com, and Spotify. I am Lyle Perez from America. I am Lasse Vogt from Germany. And it's a 90s Christmas podcast, offering perspectives from two different parts of the world, is waiting for you. Have fun, and no matter where you are or when you listen to this, a, a very, very Merry Christmas. Christmas! Now it's time for our feature segment. So gather around the Christmas fire as I tell the tale of Bafana, the Italian Christmas witch. <laughs> it's a me, Bafana! <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no. Sorry. I should point out that Bifana is not a witch in the traditional green skin, wart on the nose, don't drop a house on her sister kind of way. She didn't go to Hogwarts. It's not that kind of thing. See, she actually visits all the children of Italy on the night of January the 5th, the eve of the Epiphany, and the good boys and girls get presents and sweets, whereas the naughty boys and girls get coal. Sounds familiar, right? Well, before you think she's biting Santa style, you should know that Bafana has been at it longer than Mr. Claus. We know St. Nicholas wasn't born until 27 AD, but Bafana has been around since the beginning of Christmas. But we don't know exactly how she got started. There are several different versions of her origin. The first is that she was this cranky old woman who lived alone. She was always sweeping and pretty much kept to herself. One night, a bright light came through her window and woke her up, and she was not pleased about it. The next morning, three kings showed up asking for directions to Bethlehem. They were headed there to meet the new king that had just been born and give him gifts. Now, Bafana didn't know where Bethlehem was, she had no interest in royal matters, and she was busy cleaning, and she was irritated by their interruption. So she sent them away and went back to sweeping her house. Later, she realized she had made a mistake. So, she spent the day baking some sweet treats for the new baby king. But she also spent a lot of the day sweeping up her house some more. By the time she left, she could not catch up with the three kings. So she decided to give every child one of her sweet treats. With the logic that one of them is bound to be the newborn king. So, that's just what she did. But she never found the baby king. So she did it again the next year. And the next year, and so on, and so on. And she's still doing it to this day. Now, that's one version of her origin. There's another variation. Now, the three wise men are lost, and they stop by Bafana's house for directions. She isn't able to help them with directions, but she offers them shelter for the night. She is much nicer in this version. In the morning, they ask her to join them to see the birth of Christ, but Bafana declined because she had too much housework to do. But, like in the other version, she later regretted her decision and set off after the wise men. But she was unable to catch them. So she prays, and some angels appear and bless her broom. Did I mention she brought a broom? Yeah, in both versions, she thought that the child's mom would appreciate someone cleaning up, so she brought a broom. Yeah, so the angel blessed the broom so it could fly. So she was flying around on a broom trying to find the baby Jesus, but unfortunately, it seems the angels did not give her direction to the manger. So she flies and leaves treats and toys for all the good children and coal, onions, and garlic for the naughty children. So, a slightly different version of events there, but they both have the same basic moral. It's always better to put off cleaning until later. That is a Christmas lesson I have taken to heart. 
Then there's a third, darker version of her origin, where Bafana was a mother who lost her only son. In her grief, she hears about the Christ child and believes he is the reincarnation of her dead son. She travels to meet the baby, and in this version, she finds him. She gives the baby Jesus all of her son's earthly possessions. Jesus blesses Bafana and makes her honorary mother of every child in Italy. Now, there's no word on how a newborn baby was able to impart this information, but since it's not just any newborn, we'll just go with it. Bafana is overjoyed, and she travels the country every holiday season and gives the good little girls and boys presents. But no matter how the story starts, it always ends with Bafana visiting all the children of Italy on the eve of the Epiphany. But there's no talk of what she does the rest of the year, or who makes all these toys and treats. And at this point, you know she's heard of Santa, or Babbo Natale, as he's known in Italy. Do you think they've had awkward conversations like, Hey, why are you doing what I do but two weeks ahead of time, and all over the world? Or maybe she gave St. Nick the idea and they vacation together in the off-season and talk shop. I don't know. But in a world where we've seen seven million cinematic interpretations of Dickens' A Christmas Carol, how have we not gotten one big-budget movie about Bafana yet? Get on it, Hollywood! Maybe after her first movie is a success, she can meet up with Frosty and Rudolph and we can have an Avengers-style Christmas cinematic universe! Now, I know we have some Italian listeners who are good enough to partake in our Holly Jolly Little Show. If, if I've left out any fun or important details about La Bufana, be sure to set me straight by shooting me an email at christmas at tancast.com. And now it's time for a new segment that we'll be running all year. Christmas is full of many things that make it so magical, and one of them is delicious food. But what Christmas food is the best? We're going to find out as we set out on the road, road to the Christmas to the Bowl. Christmas Bowl. I got this idea in an email from Cameron. Cameron had several ideas for the show. One of them was a five golden things for Christmas dinner side dishes. And another was a head-to-head for the main dish. Everyone votes on their favorite, turkey, roast beef, or ham. Now, I decided to mash these ideas, pun intended, into a big idea that turned into the road to the Christmas Bowl. By the end of the year, we're going to decide what the best Christmas food is. But to do that, we need you. Starting now, I need you to send in your favorite Christmas foods. Doesn't have to be just one. All your favorite foods, side dishes, main courses, vegetables, meats, starches, desserts, all your favorites. Send them in to christmas at tancast.com or leave a comment at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com or leave us your favorites on Twitter at ChristmasPod or throw your food some love in our Facebook Can't Wait for Christmas Pod. However you get them to us, just get them to us. We're going to start matchups and voting in our next episode in February and we'll have matchups all year until the end of the year when we get to the final four to decide who will win the Christmas Bowl. So send in your favorite Christmas foods today, and let's get ready to gobble! And that's our show. Thanks for listening. In case you didn't know, the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast is part of the Christmas Podcast Network, a collection of the greatest Christmas podcasts around. You can find out more about all the shows on the network at christmaspodcastnetwork.com. And hey, if you're interested in learning more about La Bufana, check out your local library. You can find books like The Legend of Old Bufana by Tommy DePaula. It's a fun version of the legend written as a children's story. My boys have been enjoying it as a bedtime book since well before Christmas. Which reminds me, I think I have some overdue fees to pay. Well, while I work on that, you send us all your favorite Christmas foods. And I'll see you in February. In the meantime, keep laughing all the way. (laughs) 
And that was Christmas 1983. Actually, Dad, it's 2019. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. Thank you for listening to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on iTunes, or we're available on Stitcher and Google Play as well. If you'd like to leave a comment on this or any episode, go to our official website at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. While you're there, you'll find a link to our official Zazzle store, where you can grab customizable t-shirts, ornaments, bumper stickers, and all sorts of other Christmas merchandise all year long. You can also connect with us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash can'twaitforchristmaspod. Or on Twitter, we are at christmaspod. Or you could always send us an email directly at christmas at tancast.com. The Can't Wait for Christmas podcast is part of the Tancast Podcast Network. We Wish You a Merry Christmas was performed by the United States Marine Corps Band. And this amazing version of Jingle Bells on the Accordion was performed by the wonderful and talented Kristen Nowicki. All other music and sounds used in this episode are the properties of their individual copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. Okay, boys, did I forget anything? God bless us, everyone. I got it, I got it, I got it. All right, did some last-minute rewrites, because that's how we do. Why am I so quiet? Hey. Why am I so quiet? I want to be louder. We need a little Christmas. I could probably say that so we and need a little is not all one word. Just need a little. Let's try that. We need a little Christmas now. We need a little Christmas. We need a little Christmas now. We need a little Christmas now. That's the most I've ever said that. So I found this when I was Googling crad, <laughs> crad, I was Googling crad, which isn't a word. So Google said, what are you Googling? And I said, I don't know. Google said, mm, you ain't right. And now here's a word from one of the other fine podcasts in the Christmas Podcast Network. I think I popped my peas on Podcast Network. My boys have been enjoying it very, my joys, my joys. I mean, my boys are my joys. That is, that is fact. It doesn't make sense when you say it like that, but it is still true.